Hi, everybody. Today we have Leanne on the show. Leanne's parents are getting ready to retire. She's been having conversations with them about finances and is trying to help them plan for the next stage of their lives. But for Leanne, talking about money and the future with her aging parents is as much about navigating emotional challenges as it is about logistics. Let's get into it. My name is Leanne Alfaro, and I am creator of a podcast about Latinos and money called Moneda Moves. I grew up in the northwest side of Chicago in a working-class Latino neighborhood. My parents are immigrants from Guadalajara, and we grew up low-income. My dad, he started a carpentry business. We didn't have, like, perhaps, like, the most money, but we had a lot of emotional support from our parents who really had high hopes for the future. I have a, a younger brother. I'm the oldest. Um, so I, I experienced, I think, a, a few of the harder money questions early on and a lot of like being frugal and counting our our dimes. It was difficult sometimes seeing my parents knowing that like putting food on the table was like a mission. My mom, I would sit with her and we would sit over coupons like over the dining room table and we would on a winter cold day, we're going to walk an extra mile to get the meat at like a few dollars less or even the limes for a few cents less. And that was like as a kid, right? Like I didn't really understand the bigger questions. I think that probably the first bigger money questions that I saw my parents experience was like kind of figuring out being homeowners in the 2008 recession and how complicated and difficult that was. I didn't always know how to help them other than translate documents and ask questions. I moved away for college um, 10 years ago. I was going to University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. That's three hours south of Chicago. I became less aware of what was going on at home. And so I had the notion that things weren't like necessarily like peachy economically, but I didn't really pay attention as much to what my parents were doing. I just didn't have that capacity. So moving away kind of gave me an idea of like, what are bills? What is rent? You know, like, what is a credit card? And I was able to work my way into like a full-time job where I had health insurance and I learned what a 401k was. My, my parents never had that. I came back to Chicago at this point almost a year ago. And honestly, to this day, I'm still trying to put together the pieces of what happened in those 10 years when I was gone. My parents have have stayed afloat, but I think where we're at now is there's an uncertainty about the future that I'm in a position to help us figure out. My parents are in their 60s. I'm more acutely aware of the mortality of my parents. And it's something scary to sit with on an emotional level. And then talking about, okay, what is it that we're going to do to make sure that you are taken care of? It's a hard conversation to have, especially after being gone for 10 years and then you suddenly want to talk about money. I think the best way to talk about money was starting by rebuilding our relationship because I never lost touch with my parents. I always called them when I was away. It's just I didn't have that depth. And if I can't have an emotional conversation with my parents, I can't have a conversation about money. I realized that. And I was hitting that wall for a while, and I think it's because I hadn't begun building that bridge to them. I started having my parents over for dinner. And, you know, my dad will bring the guitar. We'll have, like, some chats, some laughs, and some food. And then I would broach the subject. And the first times they didn't even want to talk about it because 
talking about money, like they talk about money, but not like this, you know, and it also can feel so cold. You kind of have to like weave your way in like, hey, mom, dad, I've been thinking about buying a home. By the way, what are we going to do about your homes? Like my parents have two properties we've needed to discuss wills and trusts. Like where's the property going to go? The other thing has been health insurance. Like sometimes they've been insured, sometimes they haven't in the time that I was gone. And so making sure that they are insured. And so, of course, money comes into that because we're talking about, okay, how much is the copay going to cost? How can I lean in and help? And then the other thing that we are talking about is elder care. I could not see myself putting my parents in a nursing home. We really had to sit down and have a conversation because it's not plan A, plan B, plan C. Choose one and it's all solved. The most difficult part of these conversations is knowing that my parents aren't going to be here someday. Coming back home has like almost made it even like harder. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. Um, I was just at my parents yesterday, like, and it was like, I think I looked at them and I was just like, oh, wow, they're, they're older. <laughs> I'm like, my parents are getting cute. They're like old, cute. Like, when did this happen? Um, and you realize that, that there's an end and that's, that's definitely the hardest part. Speaking with loved ones about money can get messy real quick, but many of us first gens simply can't avoid talking about money with our families because like Leanne, we're often managing our financial lives while trying to take care of our parents' finances. So. How do we have more productive money conversations, especially when it relates to their retirement and aging? And what specific financial issues should we be trying to address? To help us figure it out, I called in an expert. I'm Cindy Zuniga Sanchez, the founder of Zero Based Budget Coaching LLC, a personal finance education platform for millennial women. Millennial women? Yes. Why that focus? My generation is at this point of being pretty developed into their careers and at this critical point of how do I manage my debt? How do I get started with investing? How do I start preparing my financial future? You know, my platform is really dedicated to a sustainable approach to achieve all of those goals. And I'm also the author of the new book, Overcoming Debt, Achieving Financial Freedom, Eight Pillars to Build Wealth. Oh my God, I'm so excited to talk to you. All right, so I'm going to start you with the same question I always start, which is, as you listened, what did you hear in Leanne's story? I heard a common struggle that I've heard so many times, which is, Cindy, how do I manage my parents' retirement years? For many of us, especially if you're a child of immigrants, this is the first time that your family is probably facing this type of responsibility. Unfortunately, if you Google it, you're probably not going to find many answers. If we just turn to a lot of the traditional finance advice, to be very honest, it just doesn't work for us. So tell me why that is. For us, it's different because, you know, for our parents, their main goal, especially if your parents immigrated, like my parents, you know, I'm the daughter of immigrants. My mom is from Ecuador. My dad is from Honduras. Their main focus in really their adult years, like when they were around my age, was we need to have enough to have food on the table, to have shelter over our children's heads. And we just need to make it. 
It's very much survival mode. And for us, the conversation is very different because for many of us, especially if we were born in the United States, is, well, I have a college education, which, by the way, costs me possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes, I want to move ahead and I need to get ahead financially, but I also need to deal with what I've already incurred. And on top of that, I need to make sure that my parents are okay because, unfortunately, for many people, they did not have the luxury to think about their future selves. And that's the big difference is that we're in a position where we may have 401ks at work. We may have access to IRAs, a Roth IRA, but, you know, our parents may or may not have invested in those. Okay, so here's the thing, though, and you pointed it out, which is that we, most of us, and I'm also the daughter of immigrants, we grew up in a household where Money was a tool for survival. There were no vacations. There were no expensive gifts. There were no extravagant gestures. And now we are generationally moved to a place where money is still a tool, but now it is also a tool for growth. How do you begin to have that conversation with your parents without making them feel like they didn't do what they were supposed to? Right, yes. We have to remember that although personal finance is very much numbers driven, right? Math is math. It is what it is. Personal finance and conversations about money are so emotional that we really need to proceed with caution. And one of my favorite ways to recommend approaching the topic is by sharing with your parents what's going on in your financial life. What are you learning about? Oh, hey, mom and dad, I actually listened to this great podcast. (laughs) And this is what they were discussing. I tell a lot of my core students and coaching clients, like, blame it on me. You know, tell your parents, like, hey, I started following this girl from the Bronx. Her name is Cindy. And she talks about money really candidly, right? Like, ask them, what do you think about this? And also, you don't ever want your parents to be made to feel inadequate in any way, or as if you're trying to strip them of their power either. So instead, I like to come at it from a, this is what I'm learning. Hey, let me tell you, she was talking about credit today. She was talking about saving today. She was talking about investments. Start bringing up the conversations that way, if you are expecting to have any level of involvement in their finances, in their retirement years, open up that door to your picture as well. Even if for you, your picture isn't super hot and maybe you're dealing with a lot of debt, share that. Maybe say like, yeah, actually mom and dad, you know, my biggest struggle right now is just trying to figure out what's going on with President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. Clue them into things like that first and foremost, and then we can hit the harder questions. I get that, but I'm going to push back a little bit Mm -hmm. because a lot of us grew up really compartmentalizing and separating the things that we shared with our parents. One, because we wanted to spare them. Two, because they really didn't understand some of the things that we were going through. And so now you're asking us to make a really big shift. And so how do we begin to open up about other things in our lives before we get to the money conversation? Because that just seems harder if you have not done this in other aspects of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And first and foremost, it's going to depend on the relationship with your parents. Everyone has different relationship with their parents. And if your parents are not involved in like your day-to-day or really much of your personal life, then you start small. Tell them about your job. 
Tell them about, you know, you're going to meet up with friends this weekend. Oh, which friends? Oh, remember my high school girlfriend? Just start small. Because if we're going to get to the big one, which is the money conversation eventually, we need to be able to gradually build that rapport. And one of the ways that you can start introducing the money conversation, look, you don't need to tell your parents exactly how much you have in your bank account or what your credit score is or anything like that. If you don't want to, that's fine. You can just start telling them about this podcast that you listen to or this TikTok or look for if your parents speak English, then awesome. You can share some of the content that you've been exposed to. If they're strictly Spanish speakers like mine are, you can then show them personal finance accounts that are in Spanish. You might be surprised what kind of reaction you can get from them. Now let's get down to like the to-do list. (laughs) If our parents are approaching retirement age, What are some of the areas in which we can gently inquire (laughs) and offer support if they need support for planning? I really think we need to target three main buckets, okay? So the first bucket is going to be understanding their current assets and liabilities. So what do they own and what do they owe? We need to understand what the state of our parents' finances currently is. Now, if your parents, like Leanne's, I believe, own two homes, two properties, right? Maybe, possibly, we would want to consult with a trust and estates attorney. Now, if your parents are, again, non-English speakers, look through the bar association of your specific state, get a bilingual attorney, right? So bucket one is you want to understand the assets and the liabilities, any debts that they may have, for example, if the home isn't paid off, right? Like credit card debts, things like that. Bucket two would be, what are the income sources during retirement? Do they have any retirement accounts? Do they have any 401ks, pensions that they can tap into from a past employer, an IRA, which is an individual retirement account? Like, do they have any money set aside for retirement? But the second part, which I want to encourage all listeners to really look at with their parents, is Social Security benefits. Depending on when your parents would start tapping into Social Security, their monthly benefit payment can vary. And you can actually get an estimate of this number if you go to the website, which is ssa.gov. I highly encourage you to do this exercise with your parents so that you can at least have some sort of an estimate of how much they will receive. I did this exercise with my mom years ago, actually, and my mom stopped working like when I was born. So this is back in 1989. She was like, oh, yo ni sabía que me tocaba algo. Like, you know, she basically (laughs) said like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know that I would be getting something, right? I'm like, yes, mom, like you paid into social security. So I definitely want us to be very mindful of this bucket too, which is understanding income sources during retirement. And bucket number three, which I also heard from Leanne's question was long-term care. A lot of us, you know, children of immigrants from communities of color, uh, the Latino community, putting our parents in a nursing home is like very much a taboo or like a no-no thing in our culture. But That doesn't mean that we totally rule out all forms of long-term care. Long-term care can involve 
a homemade coming in, right? During like normal business hours to prep meals, to make sure that the home is clean, to make sure that your parents have everything that they need before going to bed for the night, right? Like these are things that we can get. And so sometimes depending on the type of insurance that you have, the type of pension plan that you have, you'd be able to see maybe what types of benefits your parents would have in that department. Another option would be long-term care insurance. You can go ahead and look that up. I want to recommend AARP. They have a wonderful resource and also kind of conversation starters so that you can have with your parents as well. Oh my goodness. Those were fantastic and so specific and actionable. Thank you. I'm going to ask you one final question, which is... How do you continue to have these conversations if there's resistance, if there's just a shutdown initially, if there's the, you're my child, you have nothing to say to me about this? How do we gently, just lovingly also really help our parents understand these are things that have to be planned for? Yeah, I think if you're met with some resistance, first of all, expect that. Don't go in thinking that your parents are going to be like, wow, this is exactly what I've been waiting on. Let's talk about absolutely everything, right? That's probably not how they're going to react. They're probably going to be maybe even a little offended. Like, why would you bring that up? Do you think I'm getting old, et cetera, et cetera. And what you can do is tell them about things that you've read. Like, this isn't just an issue for people that are at a certain age or that have a certain number of assets. There are celebrities that have passed untimely, young celebrities, and they've passed without a will or without an actual game plan for how their assets will be distributed. And what you want is for their wishes to be honored. That is the underlying theme, no matter the resistance that you're met with. Also, don't expect all these conversations to happen in just one day. It's going to take some time and that's okay, but please start at the very least planting the seed. Cindy, you're such a gem. Thank you so much for being with us today and for imparting all this wisdom. Please come back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me and I'd love to be back. (laughs) All right, here's what Cindy taught us today. Open up about your financial life. Initiate conversations about money with your parents by speaking candidly about your own financial goals and struggles. Focus on three buckets. When helping your parents plan for retirement, keep it to three main topics. Their assets and liabilities, their income sources after they stop working, and their long-term care. And remember, highlight the end goal, clearly and often. If and when you meet resistance, remind your parents that what you ultimately want is to honor their wishes. Repeat your intention as often as needed. Thank you for listening and for sharing us. How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything is an original production of LWC Studios. Virginia Lora is the show's producer. Trent Lightburn mixed this episode. I'm the creator, Juleka Lantigua. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Talk to Mommy Papi. Bye, everybody. Talk to you soon. <laughs>